Voice of Faith with Nae Lupondwana, 7 to 8 p.m. Good evening, welcome. You're listening to Fact of Faith this Sunday, six minutes after seven. It's Sunday the 18th, 18th, 18th of April 2021, and we're together until eight o'clock. Ay, ay, ay. All right, the dust has settled, literally and figuratively, on the subject we're about to engage in. We had scheduled or planned on having one conversation with three nations on this subject. But as things turn out, we are now going to have three conversations, three different conversations with three nations separately. We begin with the Bapedi Nation, talking about a conversation that was so rife that so many things were said when it happened. Yes, I'm being very conspicuous and all of that, but here, here, here is the issue I'm talking about. Not too long ago, the Zulu Nation experienced a tragedy where their royal, their king, their principal, their sovereign passed away. I pause here because it is something that broke the hearts of many of the Zulu people and many people who are not of the Zulu nation who simply revere royalty, African royalty. And when that happened, we discovered that there had been some rituals, some practices that had to be observed. Those that were made public are, one, it has to be in the evening or at night. Two, no women will be permitted. Three, well, it is going to be a select few, even of the men. Not all men, but those select few men will be there. That's what we were told in the public. And then there were things that were not said that were alleged to have happened at the burial of the royal, which elicited a number of questions, both the publicized rituals and the ones that were not publicized, that were in the rumor mill, so to speak, are the ones that have led a lot of people to ask questions. And that's why we thought perhaps we would focus on the African community's spirituality and what informs the various rituals, various practices that have led to so much talk. It's bothersome that Africans would be, uh, well, ignorant. And every time I look at myself in the mirror, I lament my own ignorance on this matter. How is it that we have read these things, but we still don't know them? They seem as though they're mythical. They're not real. So we're going to find out. We'll discover tonight, beginning with the Bapedi Nation, what exactly happens? What is this that is supposed to be spoken of? And what is this that is supposed to be kept? Well, under wraps. In my language, we say, Things from the royal house are not supposed to be spoken. 
That, that's that's my language. Well, we decided we're going to have these nations beginning with the Bapeti Nation. So we'll be introducing you to our guests for tonight to give us some insights and perspective so that we can understand. Please feel free to call us as we begin the program because it's going to go by very quickly. Check your time. My time says it's 10 after 7. My name is Nayel Lupondwara. This is Facts of Faith. You're listening to SAFM. Let's begin. Nayel Lupondwana on SAFM. All right, let me introduce you to our guest for tonight who will be giving us some perspective, walking us through, chaperoning us through this path. Very complicated, but I'm hoping he'll go and he will well, simplify it for our doth mind. I speak of myself in that fashion. We do have joining us on the line His Highness Koshi Litsiri Patha from the Congress of Traditional Leaders of South Africa. We know it as Contralesa in the Limbopo province. He's the chairperson there and Hosi of the Greater Pata tribe in Sikukuni region. Good evening to your highness and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Uh, good evening to you and your listeners. Thank you for having me on your program. The gratitude is all mine, Your Highness. Thank you very much. Let's jump right in. As I've said in our introduction, we have seen a lot of things that have happened. And obviously, we have discovered that we don't know all there is to know about the faith of the nations that live south of the Sahara, of whom we belong or from whom we belong. And so we decided to begin this series of conversations with yourselves being taking the lead. Tell us first and foremost, burial. In the Bapedi nation, what exactly is burial? Uh, thank you. Uh, according to our culture as Bapedi, um, before I could uh, come to your question, I, I think uh, one needs to understand the context of royalty. So let's understand uh, what I'm I'll be unpicking relating to the subject matter. Um, this is a, a sensitive matter, but there are some issues that I will reveal, but others I will not be at liberty to reveal because they are still regarded as sacred. Uh, but uh, in the context of what you are asking me now, uh, according to the Babeli culture, um, a king is the most respected person uh, within communities that is living. And uh, his funeral or his burial is not similar to any other ordinary person uh, as we know it uh, today. Um, Isa can uh, relate from the ancient times. Uh, the death of a king normally remains a secret and only known within the inner cycle of the royal house. And uh, his, burial, his burial as well uh, is not divulged to any other person until the royal inner house and the seer of the royal crawl perform certain uh, rituals and bury him secretly. It's then that the clans and the headmen and the, later the community will be informed of his passing on. That's how it was, it was done uh, uh, previously, and is now uh, still being practiced, but after having evolved to uh, adopt the life of what was happening yeah, during the ancient time, practice as of 
Your Highness, are you still there? It would appear as though the line has deteriorated to a point of no contact. We'll try and re-establish that contact with His Highness and try and continue our conversation. We're trying to get to uh, the bottom of these things. And I don't know if you were like me. I, I felt that cringe in that moment when he said, some things are sacred. I will not reveal some things because some things are sacred. Perhaps when he comes back, we will begin right there. If we are supposed to be observing and reverencing these sacred rituals, why are they kept sacred? Hashtag SAFM Facts of Faith all right, welcome back, Your Highness, and thank you very much for uh, taking our call. You were uh, interrupted while you were talking about the issue of burial of a royal. And you said in your reply that there are some things that you will keep secret because they are sacred. My question to you, Your Highness, is why? If we as society are supposed to reverence and honor and preserve the sacrosanct nature of these observances, these rituals, how are we supposed to keep them sacred if they are secret? Uh, firstly, let me apologize for the other line that uh, I believe... Uh, no, no problem. Some, some no problem, Your problems. Highness. No, no need to apologize. Yeah, um, yeah uh, I, I, I was just trying to say that uh, uh, in the olden days, the immediate family and the royal cross here will secretly bury the late king uh, during the early hours of the morning of the third day after having passed on. Um, in the process, they normally slaughter a cow at night and wrap his body with the cow hide and bury him where only them, as the inner cycle of the royal crawl, will know where the late king has been buried. And uh, it's then that after the burial, uh, heads of uh, clans and uh, headmen and uh, other community members will then be uh, informed uh, of the death of the king. Um, of course, uh, there are certain things that uh, the communities know uh, in terms of how the, the, the royal people have been buried. Uh, but there are some sensitive other issues that are... I can hear you want me to, to divulge, but uh, I will not be at liberty to do so, uh, because even the, the owners of that uh, uh, ritual and whatever in the communities that are affected knows that uh, these are the boundaries of something that we need to know. And beyond this, uh, it is the question of uh, the royal house alone and the inner circle. Do tell me, Your Highness, I understand you are not going to disclose and I will not push you to disclose that which you don't <laughs> wish to disclose. But tell us, tell us the reason why. Why should these not be disclosed? What would be the reason or the rationale behind keeping these secret? Uh, a king is the most important person uh, within a particular kingdom. And uh, he's not just like any other normal person. And according to our ancient ancient beliefs, um, he must be accorded the due respect uh, for being in that position even after he passed on. 
So there are certain things that need to be performed by the Inner Royal Council together with the Royal Cross here. Those are only known to uh, the Royal Crawl and nobody else knows what's happening there. Even myself, uh, having witnessed the burial of one of our kings, there are certain things that I do not know that we are prohibited from accessing or knowing them just because of what I've just uh, uh, indicated. All right. Um, let's, let's perhaps uh, do it in this fashion. As 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 uh, uh, a journalist, I have to ask the question: If if then you feel you will not be able to confirm or deny, you can state such, and I'll move on, Your Highness. Is that okay? Okay. All right. Um, one of the things that I grew up reading in our Kosa culture textbooks, and many other textbooks that would speak to we would be told that there is one custom that I find to be shocking in a civilized society for us to have had that, even to the point of it being called part of our proud customs. The custom of I don't know if you have that in your culture. This is one of the questions that I imagined I would ask all of the royals that we'll be interviewing in our series. The, cu- the culture of these men who are allegedly supposed to be selected from uh, the, well, a, a particular group of people who are going to die with the king and be buried with the king. Of course, I am generally explaining it, but there is a specific way in which it was done, or at least it was said to have been done. The question I'm asking there, Johannes, is do you have that culture? Yes, 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 we do. We do. Uh, I, 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 I remember my father telling me that the, the last time uh, the, the, the community declined uh, continue with that was uh, in 1916, where it was a well-known uh, matter that uh, whoever is the chief lieutenant of the king or yeah. a, a koshi, he knows as well that uh, should uh, uh, his master uh, be recalled to the ancestral land, he will have to uh, be the sacrifice uh, that we call uh, a pillow, uh, if I may use that uh, uh, that word. And uh, it, it happened uh, uh, previously that uh, people were not forced to uh, be killed because the king has passed on. People knew from the way go by associating themselves with the king that uh, should he passes on, I have to I have to respect uh, my culture and tradition and be with him from life into death. That's how it used to happen. It wasn't a forced exercise or practice. It was well known that uh, it is a, it, someone takes pride in becoming uh, something like that. Okay, so how many people gets, get get sacrificed? Uh, in, in, in as far as I know, as my baby people, it's only the, the, the only person who was the right hand man okay. uh, to the king that is being sacrificed. No, any other uh, person would be uh, uh, part of that practice. Only that right hand man. How would this be done? I'm not certain uh, 
Because, like I said, uh, I heard that uh, the last time they refused it, the, uh, it was in 1916, uh, that they offered himself to say, uh, I'm observing my culture, can you take me? Uh, they, they normally step him with an other guy or something like that. And uh, that was a well-known uh, practice by uh, all of our daily uh, nations, and uh, it, it, there was nothing wrong about that. Yeah. So... In fact, uh, the person who was uh, doing that uh, and uh, exposing himself to that practice, to him, it was an honor to go to heaven having accompanied his king. Yeah. And who does this killing? Uh, no, normally, in many of the Vapedi uh, nations, um, they will have certain uh, laws and uh, that will guide as to how to deal with uh, uh, informers, uh, you, you name them. There will be a specific person whose duty is to ensure that he eliminate all those that are perceived to be betrayers of whatever uh, custom or culture the community might be practicing. Everybody knew him. Uh, and uh, everybody, everybody accepted that uh, he is the executioner. So there was a specific person whose responsibility is to ensure that if such a thing happens, he is the one who's going to carry out uh, the practice. So in, in, in this grave site that would have been identified by this innermost circle, what kind of a grave is, is this? Is it a cave? Is it the six feet underground that we have been taught? Is it in a river? How is it done? How, how is this grave site picked? Uh, in, in most cases, uh, there will be specific areas that are designated to be uh, burials for the kings. And uh, <clears throat> they will just dig a normal grave where you'll be laid to rest there. But the uh, specific areas within those places are only known to the the, the royal inner circle. Okay. That's so, how we, it, was, it was done. So no one would know and they would probably be walking over or even if in today's society we are now extending our cities, we just might be building malls building bridges, building homes on top of a king's grave unknowingly? Uh, I might think it might not be likely because the the areas that they chose were inaccessible areas high on top of mountains and stuff like that. So the likely possibility is that uh, the latest developments might tamper with the, the resting king's uh, is close to nil. And uh, uh, even communities will know that such and such a mountain is a sacred place where kings are laid to rest. Nobody will even dare visit such places or go nearer to su such places. So the likely possibility of uh, uh, this uh, latest uh, infrastructure development uh, tampering with the resting places of those kings might be nil. I'll give you an example, Your Highness. I'm in Johannesburg right now, and right 
uh, northwest of Johannesburg, not too far away from where I am, about four kilometers or four or five kilometers from Auckland Park, there is a cliff. It's called. It's now called North Cliff. North Cliff is the second highest peak in Johannesburg, second only to Observatory. Both Observatory and North Cliff are now inhabited. Before it was inhabited. Many people lived at the foot of both these peaks, both these summits. People did not live there. In fact, before the gold rush, there was no one staying in this area. Now, I imagine if we had Kosi uh, Tswane were to be buried, and I'm just giving an example of a royal that is not too mm. far away mm. from us here. If Hosetwane is buried in one of these peaks because where he was in the Pretoria area, he, it was deemed to be far. Northcliffe and Observatory was deemed to be far. Imagine now, after the gold rush, people flocked to Johannesburg and then houses stretched over municipalities permitted people to build on these peaks, both observatory first and then North Cliff. These places, these mountains, these peaks may very well have been the burial site of one of the kings. And yet today, it is not unforeseeable to see houses, mansions built over there. Yeah, it, it is most likely that it might happen uh, that way, that uh, uh, certain uh, places which uh, previously were burial sites for kings might be now uh, the subject of uh, a huge development that is going on. But uh, the thing is, uh, in, our, in, in our culture, uh, there is a communication between our ancestors and the living where if uh, one who passed away feels threatened by something that is approaching where he's resting, uh, he will communicate somehow uh, with the living so that they could come and pick him up and uh, rebury him somewhere else. Uh, we, we have seen it happening uh, many a times, and uh, I think uh, that came as a result of something like this that we have just mentioned. Okay. All right. All right. I want to take a break and come back. When I come back, I want to take your calls out after you're listening to this conversation. We're trying to get to the nub of the issue and evidently we'll never be able to get to the nub of the issue because some things are kept secret because they are sacred. And as such, we will all, for the purposes of the conversation, be just scratching the surface. Let's take a break and come back and continue our conversation. Superhero team, the Avengers must do everything in their power to stop the powerful Thanos from getting his hands on the all the Infinity Stones. Their allies must all be willing to sacrifice a lot of, well, what before their nemesis puts devastation and ruin to the universe. Open up with Season 3 and watch the Avengers Infinity War this Sunday at a half past seven. Hashtag SAFM Facts of Faith Alright, Your Highness um, I'm, 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 I'm talking to you with bated breath because the things that you're sharing with us are, are breathtaking indeed but we must have these conversations it is important for us to understand at least 
even if it is at a superficial level. We're taking your calls on 011-714-2006. 011-714-2006. And the text message line is 41391-41391. The WhatsApp line is 0614-104-107. 0614-104-107. We are in conversation currently with the guest for this episode of the series, Jose Litsiri Pata. He is the chairperson of the Limpopo Provincial Contralesa branch, shall I say, the Congress of Traditional Leaders of South Africa in the Limpopo province. He's the chairperson there and the Koshi of Greater Patla tribe in Sikukuna region. He's talking to us and giving us some insights on how royals are laid to rest. A conversation tonight next week and the week to follow is going to be focusing on the various tribes and nations and how they lay their royals to rest this inspired by a number of questions that were put and well murmured in social media and some suggested in news media about what happened in the laying to rest of the zulu royal and as such we thought would give this opportunity to the faith and the beliefs and the spirituality of the African people residing here in South Africa. And that's why we have His Highness Hoshi Litsiri Pasha. All right, Your Highness, now let's let's talk about the, the, the various uh, ceremonies and rituals. We are told um, that there are certain people that are not supposed, you said it is supposed to be an inner circle. Is there a gender bias in the laying to rest of a royal? As we have observed, many have called it a gender bias, and I'm just using that phrase because it was put out there that if women are not allowed to lay their king to rest, why? We'll ask that to the Zulu representative when they come to give them the opportunity to educate us as to why that was a stipulation. But in your in your nation, Your Highness, do you have that gender bias? Not necessarily. Uh, as far as I know, um, there are those that are closer to the king, maybe his sisters, uh, which will be allowed to be part of the uh, burial uh, if the inner circle decides to, to, to continue with the practice of uh, uh, secretly burying the king uh, after he has passed on. Uh, I haven't yet come across a situation where women were barred from uh, attending such. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking under correction, but as far as I know, as about Eddie, uh, we call we have the people that we call the Hadi who are allowed even to go to those areas that no any other woman will be allowed to go there. But uh, only the Hadi will be allowed to uh, set foot in such places. So there's no uh, discrimination based on gender when coming to the issue of burial of a king as far as our baby culture is concerned. Forgive me, Your Highness, I skipped a question I should have asked. Do you still practice that? Because you made it uh, as though it is something that happened in the 1916s. And it, it it sounded as though you're suggesting it no longer happens, but I should have emphasized on that point. Let me give you the opportunity to clarify. Do you still practice that culture of killing or sacrificing the right-hand men of the king? Uh, like I said uh, earlier on, uh, uh, in our area, it ended somewhere around 1916 when uh, uh, one right-hand man requested the community to 
yeah. do the honor and send him away with his king. Yeah. It ended there. Since then, I've never heard of uh, it happening uh, again when a king uh, has passed on. So you're saying you have never heard of it happening, suggesting that since there are some family, royal families you did not witness when they are burying their, their royal, it may have happened to your lack of knowledge. No, I, don't, I, I, I strongly believe that the, the practice has been discontinued. What, what gives you that strong belief, Your Highness? Um, the, 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 the issue of uh, these uh, evolving times and uh, the way people are living now, uh, some of the things we have shared that we believe were our cultural uh, practices, there are many things that uh, we left behind uh, coming into this uh, uh, 20th century. So I'm um, of the strongest belief that uh, I don't believe there is any Barbarian nation that is still practicing that uh, uh, issue of uh, uh, killing right-hand men when the king has, uh, has passed away. Is it possible that it is kept secret because under the laws of the Republic, the current laws, those behavioral customs would be deemed illegal. Is it possible nah. that perhaps it is happening and is kept secret in order nah, to, to continue it, it under it wraps? It happening because right now when, when a king or a, a horsey goes to a meeting or a function or whatever, yes. we know so-and-so will be accompanying him. And even if after passing on, yeah. we still happen to see the very same people that were supportive of the king yeah. still roaming around and still <laughs> okay. supporting the royal the royal crown. Okay. So right. uh, that, that 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 makes me believe that uh, that practice has been abandoned. All right. I'm going to take some calls for you, Your Highness, if you permit me. I'm going to take some voice notes, read some WhatsApp texts, and we'll continue our conversation at least until 8 o'clock. Let's go to the calls. Let's go to the Eastern Cape. I don't know where in the Eastern Cape. How big a province is the Eastern Cape, Louis? So Good evening. Good evening, Maria. Um, it's a noble. Okay. All right. All right. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, I just wanted to add on to what your guest just told you about Amafanangos. Yes. These people picked for themselves to be Amafanangos. Okay. In other words, they were the confidants of the king. All the secrets about the nation. For example, who should succeed when I pass away? Amongst the amongst the princes, who should be my successor? Things like that. They, 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 the king. It's only it was only between the king and Amafanangos, and the aim of killing, the purpose of killing Amafanangos was that after the revelation of the of the secret, then he should not be around to manipulate the nation. So there was no special body to to kill these people when the, the, the king passes away. They, some of them chose to hang themselves. It would be found dangling. Which, which nation are you representing now there, the Louise? Kossas. The Kosa. Okay. The Kosa. Do, do you remember some, the... Some would request another warrior. Yeah. Just hold a spear so that I run towards you. Yeah. You aim, you aim towards my, my, my heart. Yeah. But you won't come to me. I'll come running to the spear. Do you remember the book Ikala Lamawel? Yes. Do you remember how these so-called secrets were not secret? Quite frankly, these two boys fought because it was not a secret. 
I do remember. It was not a secret, but if you remember the old man from Mabaha, yes. yes, yes, he came up with some stories that would tell apart which is which amongst amongst which who who should be the great between the all right. Look, Loiso, well and Babin. May I may I encourage you to please call in when we have a Kosa representative so perhaps we can navigate that story ever so better than, than we're going to do now because we're going to be skipping between the Bapedi and, and the Kosa people. Is that all right? No problem. Thank you very much, sir. We're going to take a break and Thank come you. back and give his highness an opportunity to breathe on this matter. Hashtag SAFM Facts of Faith Welcome back and thank you very much for sticking around. You are listening to Facts of Faith. We are focusing on the faith and the spirituality of the Ndu, Abandu. And these are those who are mainly south of the Sahara Desert. And we are focusing on just three for this season. Perhaps we might have an opportunity to talk about some more later on. Your Highness, you heard what was said by Uloiso speaking mainly from the Tosa perspective. Would you like to comment on what he said? No, I'm, uh, I'm glad uh, he's confirming what I've been saying. Uh, thanks, Luiso, uh, because that is what was happening uh, previously. Okay. Um, but in, in, in our case, uh, it was a little bit different because uh, uh, they, they have to, uh, they had an ex- ex- executioner. Yeah. Yeah. Whose responsibility was to deal with that. Yeah. Um, but in this case, uh, as he has mentioned, that uh, uh, someone will take his life or someone will just run into a warrior for him to step him and uh, send him to heaven. Uh, but the, the, the principle is one. Okay. That the right-hand man who knows everything about the inner cycle and everything around the king has to live with him. Okay. Uh, so that uh, certain things should remain between the two of them. I hear you. If I hear you. They are to be hidden and protecting the nation. Should that uh, information be divulged or be made public, that will cause a, a disruption or disorder. Okay. So the principle between us and the causes uh, looks like uh, is the same. Okay. All right. I'm going to take some voice notes as well, Your Highness. Zama. Good okay. evening, Naya. They are sac- sacred so that you do not know because they are sacred. So you don't need to worry. You don't need to ask a lot of questions. Just know they are sacred. And that's why you revere chiefs and kings. It's because they know what is sacred. And you know they know <laughs> that there are sacred things which needs to be upheld. <laughs> they are secret because they are sacred. Yeah, I understand. I understand. I'm not going to push that, sir. But remember, even now, this very SABC building, as we are walking up and down, we could be walking up and down a grave of a royal, unknowingly. I totally understand the sacredness of the secret. However, it, it runs the risk of being desecrated by ignorance. But I understand. I totally understand. Many kingdoms devised this secretness and secrets just to oppress and dominate their communities having the first taste of the first fruits 
managing the revenue of the communities and nobody has to question that we have seen it happening all right thank you very much kg <clears throat> hi Nay. um i think that the reason that's uh why it's uh, at times um uh the royal families to keep uh, some um uh, activities or um events are uh, secret or sacred is uh to pro to protect its uh, subjects because even in um in a democratic country like ours there are things that our government does um in secret but it does doesn't do them in secret because of malicious intent but it does it to protect its citizens thank you Thank you very much, Tato. Thank you very much. I understand. I understand. I suspect we're talking about two different things, however. Those things are done by clandestine organizations, uh, slightly different from the burial place, the burial process of our sovereign. I'd love to believe these are mutually exclusive. Uh, Your Highness, I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond to these three voice notes. Go ahead, sir. Uh, the other one, the other, I mean, the first one wasn't that audible. What I heard uh, uh, clearly was the one from KG. Okay. Where he is accusing uh, us of uh, oppression and uh, dominance. Yes. Uh, trying to manipulate communities and stuff like that. Uh, it is not true. Um many of the secrets that are being held back from the communities is in the best interest of those communities because uh, there are some things that we do as a royal cross that the communities should never know about um that we 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 we, we do uh, i don't i don't want to call them uh, witch doctors but i will call them seers that we do jointly with seers in order to maintain something that is beneficial to the community so that that is not manipulation is the, the way the royal crawl functions in terms of leading a particular community or a kingdom it's got, it has got nothing to do with oppression um i'm not certain about what he is talking about when uh, uh, he says uh, we're doing this to dominate the the communities. I, I'm not certain as to what uh, he's trying to say there. Yeah, that's... but the, the the other ones I didn't hear them, and I I understand. That's all right, Your Highness. Um, um, I want to go to the text messages also sent to WhatsApp line. One reads, "Good evening to SFM team. This thing of being hiding things. It's so how Africans leaders." How dishonest to their people and for me as I'm a Nama, I don't believe them and I think nothing to hide this. Just lich, I'm assuming that's lich as in lies from De Beers in Kietmanswap in Namibia. Thank you very much, uh, De Beers. Appreciate your text. Kindly revise it before you send it next time so that we can be able to understand the full essence of what you're saying. Another one says, Hi Naya, unlike my father, I don't subscribe to African traditional beliefs as it does not evolve because of too much secrets and dark acts and any faith that does not evolve is a cult. XA in Johannesburg. Is it XA or Ka? 
Thank you very much, sir. Now, the text reads, I learned that as black or African people, we value privacy than anything. As far as journalism or freedom to share information is concerned, we will not reveal or know everything, especially from a royal house. I also heard that the burial or the place where the king's corpse is uh, laid, it's kept secret because some people might want to exhume his body for mutilation because is believed his body is supernatural. Hence, the hiding. This is interesting topic. Okay, this person didn't tell us what his or her name is, but thank you very much for that. Your Highness, would you like to respond to the text messages? Yes, uh, I'm, I like I, I like the last one. I also liked it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I also did. Go ahead, Your Highness. <laughs> you know, uh, Royalty began as a collective decision by community to have someone who is respectable among them and who is wise enough, uh, respectable, respectable among them, understand community dynamics, brave, courageous, uh, defending community, blah, 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 with good uh, quality leadership. So in our belief and uh, in our way of living, we believe that if I can have a piece of uh, a body of a late person who is respectable, who is great, who is so use then those powers get transferred to me and become as powerful as you are. I agree with the last uh, yeah. that one of the, 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 the main reasons why we, we, we bury them secretly is to avoid them being exhumed and some of the body parts being used for other things. All right. Uh, your Highness, please allow me to take a break. I'll give you the opportunity to, to finish your thought just, just now. Naye Lupondwana on SAFM. Superhero team, the Avengers, must do everything in their power to stop the powerful Thanos from getting his hands on all the Infinity Stones. Their allies must also be willing to sacrifice a lot before their nemesis puts devastation and ruin to the universe. Open up with Season 3 and watch The Avengers Infinity War this Sunday at half for 7. It is actually now 7 minutes before 8. So, we are going to conclude our conversation. And um, as we conclude our conversation, we would like to invite you to our next conversation next week as we invite another nation to come and enlighten us. Of course, as you've heard, there are things that we just will never know. We will never be told because they are secret and they are secret because they are sacred. Oh, the paradox of all these things. But hey, we, we allowed them to be because we can't push His Highness. Now, um, I'm curious, Your Highness, I'm trying to connect the dots here. You said in the event that, for example, in the year 2021, we find them wanting South Africans want to take expropriate a piece of land here in Johannesburg or in Cape Town town or in Guazulu Natal or even in Limpopo for that matter they take this beautiful piece of land a mountainous good ridges with a beautiful view of the of the ridge they want to build on it who who are the royal the the erstwhile royals who have been buried on that land who are they going to talk to because those people who were there during his burial are long gone who are they going to talk to? 
during this era, luckily, uh, there are uh, remembrances that are installed in the form of uh, uh, tombstones and stuff like that. So whatever development that might come to an area where royal people have been buried there for ages, I uh, will just excise uh, that piece of land uh, from the development that will be coming so that uh, we could preserve this culture and this heritage because it, it is now our heritage as the current generation. We will exercise that piece of land so that it couldn't be uh, affected when this development comes in. How, how, do, you, uh, that, how do you gain access that to simple, that land, That is Highness. simple now as compared to the older, olden days where there were no signs, there were no tombstones, there, were, there was nothing. But I thought you said these, these areas where the royals are buried are not marked. They are not supposed to be marked so that people don't go and exhume their royal magical remains. We, 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 we have uh, realized lately that uh, uh, because uh, some, some have been uh, told by seers that uh, so-and-so who has passed on for maybe 300 years wants to uh, say this and this and because we name our children after those ancestors and sometimes they'll need to connect with them instead of them uh, wandering around us to finding out where is who so we have lately uh, adopted a system uh, that we identify uh, those sites and then erect something there for remembrance and for the future generations to relate uh, to that place um, I, I, I understand. I understand what you're suggesting there, Johannes. It's the practicality that evades me. Because, for example, in a uh, DA municipality or DA-led municipality, whether it is uh, in in the Western Cape or here in Johannesburg or in Tswana, wherever the DA may be uh, at the helm, do you imagine that um, they will ever will look and want to afford you? adhering surely this is something that is going to be strictly focusing whether it is the EFF whether it is the ANC they will strictly want to follow municipal rules as to who gets the land and what they do with it who are you going to talk to are you going to the, talk to the municipality and say this is a royal holy place you can't build the bridge that we want to build you can't build the hospital or the school we want to build you can't put up settlements for people to live in which which who are you going to talk to your highness uh nay yes sir um culture and heritage is enshrined in our constitution there's no one who will come into that piece of land and do as he pleases and destroy whatever heritage that people attach to it uh, in whatever way. There's no way that uh, he can force himself and, and, and demolish uh, those tombstones that are there and, and demolish those structures that are there, that people view them as their own heritage and culture. There's no way they can do that. Be it uh, a DA, be it whoever, he will have to respect that because the constitution of this country says that should be respected. But, but, Your Highness, it is happening in Kolobeni, in the Eastern Cape right now. The people of Kolobeni are still unhappy with the manner in which the ANC-led government has dealt with them. And it yeah. does not matter what the Constitution says. 
For years now, this matter has been going on. Some have been saying this is sacred territory. Some have been saying the mining that is prospected there is going to pollute the land. So many arguments they have advanced, but still, this matter has not been heard. So my question is, we are talking about political parties now, not cultural beings. Yeah, political yeah, parties know, here. You know, I uh, I think the ANC led government should have protected that. Uh, community when those Australian miners wanted to uh, force, force themselves into that area which uh, the people regarded it as their own heritage. Uh, the, the, the government failed the Colovene, uh, community in that respect and uh, it's a pity it happened. Um, it wasn't supposed to, ha- to happen because those people are protected. By I understand, Your Highness, and I agree with you. But the point that I was making is you, you had suggested that it cannot happen. And I'm, I was merely giving you an example of where there are people who have objected. That objection was not sustained. So my question now is, is it possible that perhaps it is high time that these royal means of conducting funerals be done away with? And perhaps we find a way that is going to work with the democratic system wherein we will be able to protect, literally protect, those sacred territories. If, if it's not secret, we know it's there, we can erect you know, fence around it. Um, yeah, you, you, you are right, but uh, we have to adopt the, 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 the evolving situation, Indeed. but we mustn't compromise uh, what we normally practice and believe in. Of course. Uh, there has to be a, a balance in between so that uh, both worlds should exist yeah. Uh, within this uh, current setup. Indeed, indeed. Your Highness, thank you very much. We really appreciate you coming through to talk to us. I do wish that perhaps you would have told us more, but I understand there are things you just cannot talk to us. His Highness, thank you for coming through and talking to us. He is uh, the uh, chairperson of Contralesa in Limpopo from Congress of Traditional Leaders of South Africa. From me, Nayalu Pondona and the team. And today the team was joined by Zelma from all of us have a wonderful evening and Godspeed.